0: This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast, Quick bites.
1: This week we're rejoined by Steve Balby and we have a guest with us, Sharon Doolan, who has a new business or project called Zidget. Maybe give us a bit of background on Zidget.
0: Okay, it did actually start out because I'm a voiceover artist and to give you a little bit of background, because we've been through this entire pandemic and lockdown and it's kind of stuffed up everything, yep. you'd recognise my voice. I am the voice of the federal government's coronavirus campaign.
1: <laughs> That's me. Nice, you scored that gig. You oh, don't right. have it though, do you? Uh,
0: no, I actually, <laughs> well, there's a funny story. I actually think I did earlier this year. Oh, oh yes, no. <laughs> we digress. Uh, Ooh, back hmm. back over Christmas, uh, my partner and I were on the Diamond Princess. Oh,
1: you're joking!
0: No. <laughs> For
1: anyone that doesn't know, the Diamond Princess was basically a plague-ridden love boat.
0: Yes, it yeah. was. It was a petri dish. Pa- we were on
2: there without <laughs> symptoms,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes, I, I do think I had it um, back in in January, but not nice. D- do not recommend you get it. However, yes, I was the voice for the federal government's campaign. So. Everyone heard me, just no one knows who I am. Now, as far as Zidget is concerned, this is something that I've been picking up, putting down, picking up and putting down for a number of years, kind of waiting for technology to catch up with my brain. And it started out as something for the voiceover community, but now I took half a step back and it's just like, oh, this is actually applicable for the entire creative industries. So going back to the the coronavirus ads, Now you know who I am, that's great. But who are the other Mm -hmm. people that were involved in that ad? Who's the copywriter? Who's the audio engineer? Who is the animator? Who is the digital graphic artist? Who's the renderer? Who are all of the other people involved in that project? Is it like
2: IMDB in a way?
0: Yes. It's kind of like the love child between IMDB and Shazam. But this is specifically for the creative industries or more to the point, digital media. So mm. think along the lines of, yes, the IMDB database, that is going to house profile information. That's, it's going to be an amazing platform. But on the flip side of that coin, say you're um, on your mobile phone looking at your social media feed or watching TV, here's the Shazam side of things is you can click on the Zidget app and you can point it at whatever digital media campaign you want and it will tell you who other people involved in that
3: Content. so you're, we're talking a full list clearly
0: a, a, a list of credits yes that too there's there's so many different ways that this can work from the from the artist point of view there's that from the platform point of view there are so many other different ways that we can Uh, not only monetarise, but also make sure that we look after the industry in itself. Um, One of the things that I'm concerned about with the industry in its entirety is that everyone seems to be on this wonderful race to the bottom.
2: Let's stop that.
0: And let's encourage people to come through into the industry. So you and me, we're the professionals. Let's encourage the newbies, but actually give them some training, mentor them properly instead of they come out of whatever training that they've done and they're left to fend for themselves. So they look at all of these different platforms that are literally scalping them alive and it's a race to the bottom. I I need a few dollars, so I'm just going to go as cheap as I possibly can. They don't care about the industry because they're not that involved in it yet yet. So it's up to us to help them through and guide them and mentor them all the way through. So that's one of the features that I really want to see on the platform. Another is the quoting side of things. Most people are terrified of quoting. They don't know how to do it. So to have a, a, a system where it's a drop down box. So again, for the your professionals and and all of the people on, as you come through from newbie, intermediate, professional, you want a professional to do your voice? Okay, you choose that category. This is what it's going to cost you. You want to add this, 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 this. That's what, like, add on prices, take off prices. It's up to you as the business owner as to how much you're going to spend. But that's it. And, you know, from the from the artist point of view, it just makes it so much easier for them as well. And it's not this horrible race to the bottom.
1: It's interesting you talk about that. I, I don't know how Zigit would help uh, with the newbies. I'm trying to work that one out. What have you got in mind?
0: For the newbies, okay, so that would be on the platform side of things. Um, I would love to have an area on the platform that's that you can register because everyone has to register and put their profile details up and they, they're ultimately what gets discovered in the app, in the, yep. the clickable list of credits. So with the newbies, they register, they're new and there's, a, there's certain sections of the platform where they are. Um, me as a professional, you as a professional, can go in there. We can have a listen to some of the work that they've done and critique it. Give them some guidance. Give them some feedback. Okay, you might want to try doing Learning this how to do it with properly. your voice. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you as frustrated as I am with the uh, the lack of training that they're getting?
1: Um, and I, it's actually, I was talking to a studio in Melbourne yesterday. And uh, he and he was an audio engineer, was saying he cannot believe the quality or lack thereof
0: mm. so, of some so,
1: of the shit that's on on air currently. It's just a problem. I agree.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The great divide that you're talking about, I think, is in studios and voiceovers where you have like your song zoos or your sort of your agency voices and then down the bottom you have the ten dollar rip and read under mm-hmm. the stairs, and there's really nothing in the middle, uh, uh, not having a lot to do with it, Steve. I'm wondering whether you see that in music composition. Is there, is there a great divide, or do people sort of accept that? Okay, if I'm going to get some music composed, it's going to cost me a bit.
4: I think it. Uh, it de- I think it depends on, uh, you know, on your business, uh, but. Yeah, you know, everybody's a producer, and everybody's um, you know everybody's got a rig at home. So you know, there's <coughs> there's that same uh, problem in in the in the music scene. I mean, even even artists. You know, um, I'm into I'm into Acme sounding records, but there's just bad sounding records as well, and people. Yeah, everybody's making their own music. I mean, everyone's as, as George joked actually, late, uh, yeah. earlier. You know, mastering <laughs> yourself. Well, yeah. There's a there's a there's a plugin. There's a plugin yeah. that will do a master, and it, it will take you two seconds to pull it up, and then it just choose a pumper or radio or whatever. But you can't yeah. you can't squeeze um, it for music like really. Yeah, <laughs> <process>. um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to spend. You need to spend. Money for a professional to do it properly, I mean uh, unfortunately, music is on the that race to the bottom it's classic I mean you get your greatest artists you know you know putting their phone in in their room and, and singing you a song it's like well i'm pretty mm. i'm pretty over it. <laughs> do you see a value in Zigit for musicians yeah, I think it's fantastic i mean i've done a lot of um, you know TV as well, and um, you know it's sort of like a uh, you, you spend your time, you know, trying to make this piece of mer- music work in, you know, 59 point whatever seconds it is and, and and you get paid for it and that's great. And generally, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a newbie so I generally get paid well but, you know, sometimes it, it's it would be great to have my catalogue sort of like, oh, he did that one, he did that one, he did that one. I did the Fox Music yeah.
2: uh, cricket theme. Yeah, how, how does the catalogue get unzigged How does it get... Um, populated as far as, you know, even like who mastered this, who produced that, how is that, um, like, like what's the technology like?
0: The way I'd like to see it go is at point of work. So, uh, with me, when I get a script and I record it, I will uh, put it up into the the platform to have my information embedded with it. Then I'll pass it on to to Robo to do the the audio engineering, and when he's working on it. And finally, you know, finalized his own part of the job, he will then do exactly the same. So it, at stage of work, we each put ourselves in. So that way you end up with a provenance. Of the industry, but um, Steve, there's there's been a number of um, audio engineers that I've spoken to in regards to to Zigit as well, and one of the things that they were super duper interested in uh, that works with you is if if you've been hired to write a specific piece of music for an ad, as an example, at the moment that's it. You know your, the recognition for you goes out the door as soon as you send that off. to to be used. There's nothing that identifies you as, as the composer, the writer, the people, you know, the person who put that together. Whereas with Zidget, it would be. And the producers have said, for them, that's one of the things that they really would like to be built into this as a platform. It's like, you know okay, I'm the audio engineer, but can I put in that I've used these sound effects from this library or I've used uh, this particular music and this is where I've got it from. Can that be a feature? And I said, well, sure, of course it could be a feature. Um, because from a, a p- production point of view, that was one of the things that um, that they were interested in. It's like, oh, you know, watching TV, watching an ad and sort of going, wow, that was really cool. Who did that?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Does someone, in a sense, own that record? And so, like, who verifies? Um, for instance, I've got a friend who, in the 70s, was doing recording in major studios in New York, and a lot of the times, like, you know, you found situations like the head engineer of the studio who really had nothing to do with the album getting an assistance credit or some some stuff like that, getting their names on albums. And what what locks it in? What verifies it? And as far as the uh, the records, and you know, you know, it's sort of like with Wikipedia, you can go up there and edit it, and then you can see what happens a few days later. They kick you out or
0: they they leave your edit in there. Yeah, uh, well, with Wikipedia, it's it's kind of like, well, anyone can go and make those record changes. No, I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be an accurate provenance of the people that have worked on this particular job. So it's as the work goes through... I do the voiceover. I then pass it on to Robo. Uh, I have embedded my information. It's there. My ID is there, which links back to the the database, which gives the profile information. Uh, Robo continues to to do the work. He embeds his information, and th- that continues down the track to you know if you've got audio, um, video, or animation or anything. So each stage of work for making sure that the, the information is there.
4: How does it work um, in the sense of um, sustainability? I mean, how, how does it work on your you end? Mean, I mean, is it monetized? Like, how, you know...
0: Oh, okay. I do
4: an, I do an ad. Does it cost me to be part of, of Whereas, you know, How would,
2: does it actually yes. work? What's the just um, with your data...
0: what's that (laughs) business model where's the catch where's the money made okay there's the there's actually a a number of different ways that the money is made however from the freelancer point of view from the talent point of view it's a subscription so this subscription will be like about ten dollars a month and you know that will give you the chance to embed as much information as you want you'll have that's your id That's your clickable link that is available. (coughs) Uh, There will be a freemium version, but you will not be able to click the link. So your name will be there. You'll get the credit, but no one can click on your name and say, Hey, Steve... I got a job for you, I, I want to hire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they would then have to go and, and, you know, do a Google and so go, all oh, right, I want Steve Balby and where's, oh, shit, where's your contact details and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So um, from point of contact, I wanted to be a no-brainer, like 10 bucks a month, that's $120 a year, that is nothing. Yeah. Um, so from the talent point of view, that's it.
2: What if you have a post house or um, there's, there's certain groups that, that work, um, you know, like, say, with Shadows or, like, so whatever, effects were done at Amazing yep, Post, yep. you know, like, and that's, that's the only credit that's put up there because that's, you know, some, some places are looking actually to, yeah, to absolutely. guard their talent in a sense. Like,
0: they're, they're, they're part of that credit list. So think of, <laughs> think of the end credits that you see on a movie. Like, all mm. of that information is there also on IMDb. So, Zigit is the IMDB for the creative industries.
3: Okay. So, a question that comes to my mind talking about voice talent mm-hmm. specifically. Well, not so. Not just, I, I guess this applies to most, but probably in my mind, voice talent's what comes up. If I'm paying f- uh, the professional level, um, but let's say the home studio isn't up to scratch. Let's say the home studio has got a stack of reflections and, you know, the recording's all muted and horrible. Do I have a chance to reflect that somehow? Or like, you know, like I guess I'm, I'm thinking a bit like a, um, a seller rating on eBay.
0: Yes, yes. There's going to be the social side of uh, the platform as well. And yes, there'll be the, the rating side too. So definitely. I think that that is important. And I couldn't imagine any professional ever wanting to put audio out that wasn't of a standard that's above what is expected.
3: You'd be surprised what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think because, yeah, I think that's that's a good thing then because I think, um, you know, you want to whistle the, the good from the bad. And, well, I mean, it also, I suppose, gives... You know, someone who doesn't get such a good rating, the opportunity to fix it and realise that, okay, maybe I'm not quite up on
1: par, maybe I do need to do some work. Mm. I reckon uh, when any profile um, should have uh, just a sample of your raw sound of your booth Mm. if you're working from home. Yes. So people can hear exactly what they're going to get.
2: You and I work on the same project and then later uh, I'm doing the color on it or something, and, and then I upload it and say, it, like, does the system have a way of merging the projects together?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will.
2: And you're in beta now, is that right?
0: Uh, we're, we're in proof of concept, and we've, we've had a few MVPs built that haven't quite worked the way that I want them to. So, as I mentioned earlier, we're in serious talks with a bunch of people who want to come on board as co-founder, tech co-founders. So they have a slice of the pie, and which is good. High risk, high return.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing what happens with it. Thank you. Watch out for Zigit. This show was mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, edit by Andrew Peters, using Rode microphones and Source Connect Now. Tech support from George the Tech Whittam and supported by Harlan Hogan's voiceoveressentials.com,
4: the home of the Portabooth Pro.